Listen up, everybody. This will only take a second. I just want to tell you all about the cool app that I use to record both of my podcasts called Spotify for Podcasters. You, too, can download it, start your own podcast, maybe make video podcasts. Or if you want to make a little coin, baby, with your podcast, you can do so using Spotify for Podcasters. So download the app today. What is going on, everybody? We have our own playlist now up on Spotify that we have put together of just a handful of several different songs that we like to listen to throughout the day that just kind of help us get through the day. So go check out the playlist. See what you think. Let us know some songs that you would like to hear on the playlist, and we'll see if we can get them in there. But we're going to be changing the playlist up throughout time, uh, so it's not always going to be the same songs. But come check it out. Ten Roof Playlist over on Spotify. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Yeah. So today's episode took a left turn early on in the week, uh, last week. So Tuesday last week, uh, February, I believe that was 6th, we, we lost Toby Keith February 5th. And then the next day we lost uh, Mojo Nixon. And so things kind of, things were kind of rough last week. Um, and then there was an, another death, and we'll get into that towards the end of the episode, because um, that one that one was kind of well, more kind of that one was close to me. Um, mm. Last week was a rough one, uh, but we're here to honor, to celebrate, and to have fond memories. But yeah. Um, the, it's in the series stopped dead in its tracks and um we're we're, we're just gonna go ahead and move on from here uh so for today we're we're gonna kind of discuss some things about uh the life of those who have passed such as you know Mo- we're actually gonna start with mojo so mojo was actually his real name is neil kirby mcmillan jr and he was born August 2nd, 1957. Uh, obviously, we know him as Mojo Nixon. But I, I think one of the funniest things about Mojo was his... Uh, he had a quote that he said, like, I can't remember the year, but he went to England with the, like, went to London specifically... And he he was determined to join the clash, and I can't remember how old he was. Uh, like he said, the year and the age he was, and I can't remember. But um, so August second, nineteen fifty seven, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Orig- like he hailed from Danville, Virginia, for a good chunk of his life. Um, early on in his career, he was paired with Skid Roper. And they were actually on, like, Enigma Records uh, in the 80s. Their uh, song, Jesus at McDonald's, from that album was their first single. And 
Their third album was Bode Shus. What was their second album? Well, let's take a gander. So he was also a member of the United States Luge team as an honorary captain uh, in the 90s. So they actually did a song together called Luge Team USA. And that's that's pretty cool. I, so I didn't really know too much about Mojo. Um, I just knew I really enjoyed his uh, show on Sirius XM in the afternoons, which I didn't even know had an actual name to it, but it was called Loon in the Afternoon. I did know he was a NASCAR fan, and he had a, a show over on NASCAR's radio station on Sirius XM called Mojo Nixon's Manifold Destiny. And I know that that was, you know, a pretty good one. Um, and like he had gone away for a little while, uh, back in the early two thousands before we were like coming back and like going on for almost 20 years. And it was in 2006, whenever his friend Kinky Friedman, which was on outlaw radio all the time. I don't even know if outlaw radio is still around because, uh, I can't find it on my radio anymore hopefully it is out there somewhere for somebody to be listening to but uh kinky friedman a musician uh some of you may be familiar with some of you may not be but he ran for governor which i did not know and uh mojo said like if kinky's gonna run for governor then i'm gonna be uh coming out of retirement to help support him so one thing that I find really interesting about King, uh, not Kinky Mojo was during his unretirement, he he had announced it on his uh, website and released an album along with the unretirement called Whiskey Rebellion, and it was a bunch of unreleased ta- uh, unreleased tracks that he had in an old shoebox. <laughs> which is just awesome. That was full of cassette tapes (laughs) under his front porch. This is just so like outlaw country. So Mojo Nixon, I love it. And he allowed it to be like free downloads, which was a thing that he was a proprietor for like he, he, or proponent, not so much proprietor. That's a different word. That means something completely different, (laughs) but he was a big proponent for because, uh, he even said, like, you know, it's a way to, like, spread music and everything. And he actually was, like, really aggravated with Metallica over the fact that Metallica did not like the whole music sharing thing. So that's that's really interesting. But uh, he had free temporary downloads of all of his CDs and stuff, including the ones with Skid Roper, on Amazon.com back in 2009 actually, like before Amazon boomed into what it is today. And so he did a tour of several Texas locations. And in a press release, he stated, I love this quote, and I really wanted to have it in here because I thought it was really, uh, a, a really like funny yet like intelligent quote. And it's just, it, it's very Mojo Nixon. Can't wait to... 
Can't wait for Washington to fix the economy. We must take bold action now. If I make the new album free and my entire catalog free, it will stimulate the economy. It might even overstimulate the economy. History has shown that when people listen to my music, money tends to flow to bartenders, racetracks, late-night greasy spoons, bail bondsmen, go-kart tracks, tractor pulls, football games, and several black... <laughs> I can't even finish it. But... Uh, my music causes itches that it usually takes some money to scratch. <laughs> and so I thought it was a really funny quote. Um, in 2013, he had a documentary produced called The Mojo Manifesto. And it was supposed to be released in 2014. But I, I was like, well, that recently came out whenever I was doing my uh, research on it. And... It actually didn't come out till 2022, but uh, in 2023, Freestyle Digital Media announced that it acquired the worldwide rights to the film, setting it for a March 17th release in 2023 across VOD platforms, also known as Video On Demand. Uh, Mojo was married, and him and his wife Adair have two sons, or had two sons. I'd, don't know the uh, appropriate way to announce that, like pronounce that or whatever. Um, <laughs> very, he was a very interesting guy. He was even in a handful of films, so like Great Balls of Fire in 1989, Rock and Roll High School Forever in '90. He was Toad in Super Mario Brothers. What? I didn't even recognize that. No way. What? Hang on. I gotta. I gotta see a picture now. It's like my mind is blown. Okay. Yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> That's amazing. That that is that is excellent. Um yeah, had no idea. <laughs> so like that's that's really cool. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just baffled at the moment. But uh overall he had one, two, three Overall, he had six albums with Skid Roper, solo he had five by himself. The Toad Liquors, he had three, uh, and he did a video game si uh, soundtrack for Redneck Rampage, and he had a live album called Live in Las Vegas. So he had a, I mean... Pretty pretty good career overall, and I know like a lot of people really obviously loved Mojo. Like he was on the Outlaw Country Cruise, which is where he passed away, and like he went on stage and had an amazing show. Uh, stayed up after the show and partied, and then had a big breakfast, and then uh, I don't know obviously all the information because. I'm getting it the same way everybody else is getting it, but I guess like he was headed to bed or something and had a cardiac event and 
left us. So I think uh, to end the discussion on Mojo would be to fondly recall how he would sign off or whatever to go like to a song or even whenever he would get off the uh, station or whatever, but he would go outlaw country. And so I think that that's uh, a perfect way to segue into Toby Keith. So obviously we uh, lost Toby Keith and a lot of people keep using the same word over and over again. And I would agree with it. Uh, He was an icon. And his real name is Toby Keith Covell. So Keith was not even his last name. But uh, he went by Toby Keith as his professional name. And so that's what we will call him because, yes. So he was a, not only a singer, and this is this is something that I really appreciate about Toby. Uh, he was a singer and a songwriter. And while I was not, a fan of some of his later songs. I love Don't Let the Old Man In. I think Don't Let the Old Man is a amazing song, a great one to go out on. Uh, I hate that it's one to go out on because it could have went either way. It could have been an amazing triumphant comeback song, but it ended up being a beautiful exit song. Uh, I didn't mean to talk about that here. I wanted to talk about that later, but I whenever I started talking about him being a songwriter, I really kind of started to get on a soapbox there. Um, He was an amazing songwriter. The dude wrote Red Solo Cup, a song about a (laughs) cup that, like, I mean, yeah, people bought it all the time anyways to begin with, but if it did not spike the Red Solo Cup uh, sales, I would be incredibly surprised. Like, there was even a monster truck named after it called Red Solo Truck. And that one ran on, like, the toughest Monster Truck Tour and a handful of other tours, uh, Monster Truck Racing League. Um, And I got to know the guys really well that ran that truck. And, like, it, you know, Red Solo Cup was a huge song at the time, and uh, they thought it was really cool to have a truck named that, you know, after a Toby Keith song, which it was. It was really cool. Um, So, like, Toby Keith's stretch into the redneckery was very, very big. And, uh, man, just, I was hit with a wave of memories from Monster Trucking. Um, yeah, I didn't like the song Red Solo Cup along with, like, some of his more recent ones. But I would never say that the guy was a horrible songwriter or anything like that. And I actually got attacked for saying not even really attacked people like tried to come at me with uh some words like "Ooh, you weren't a fan um seems awful gatekeeper of you but whatever uh you know this is about toby and yeah I, like amazing songwriter and i appreciate it so much because of like being a poet and writing my own stuff and everything that i just you know the fact that he was out there writing his own songs is is very impressive to me. And it, like, whenever I was a kid, I just loved the songs. Like, you know, should, I grew up whenever Should Have Been a Cowboy was a thing. Um, you know, Get You Some, uh, My List, uh, Who's That Man, Dream Walking, uh, So Happy I, you know, 
can't stop crying like some absolutely amazing toby Keith songs like the dude was huge and um yeah they've like they were like a huge soundtrack to my childhood and the fact that like back then it was to me just uh i loved his songs i didn't care who wrote them but now that i'm older and i write you know some of my own stuff i've written stuff that i would love turned into songs um i just don't have that kind of avenue yet but uh i love i love music and obviously because that's why this podcast came to be but the fact that he wrote them all or a majority of his songs just it means a lot to me and i didn't expect to kind of like do this however long rant of songs or like of like him being a songwriter but it just it it did mean a lot to me and i appreciate it so much even if i didn't necessarily enjoy his like some of his songs because like there's just a chunk there but like i said do love don't let the old man in and the older stuff like his first album toby keith boomtown blue moon dream walking those ones were just like so good and the fact that he had a greatest hits album before 2000 is just incredible and it, it speaks volumes to uh how amazing of an artist he was and all of that was done under mercury records um and all of those albums got gold or higher certification which is just incredible and his uh song should have been a cowboy was probably one of the biggest ones during that time period but then eventually he went to dreamworks records and that was in the late 90s where he put out how do you like me now and the album was titled the same thing but then like we see some of his other huge albums that came out underneath dreamworks and these ones were like really like where like my love of music began to extremely blossom uh, with country and rock and we see pull my chain unreleased or unleashed and shocking y'all come out and man just how many great songs off of those to where he actually was able to put out another greatest hits package you know we had you know from those ones you know i want to talk about me you want to uh you know courtesy of the red white and blue american soldier weed with willie just so many huge songs from those albums uh is it is just incredible and then in 2004 he released honky tonk university and whenever they closed in 2005 he came up with his own label and i couldn't remember the name of that label while i was like trying to put things together in my mind on what all i wanted to talk about and it was actually uh, called Showdog Universal. Uh, well, Showdog Nashville at first, and then it became Showdog Universal in 09. And through that, he released 10 albums, which you had White Trash With Money, Big Dog Daddy, That Don't Make Me A Bad Guy, American Ride, which that song I loved. I loved the American Ride song. I thought that that one was really cool and really, really clever. Uh, Bullets in the Gun, Clancy's Tavern, which Clancy's Tavern is a really good album too. Uh, Hope on the Rocks, Drinks After Work, 35 Mile an Hour Town, The Bus Songs, Pesos in My Pocket. And that garnered another Biggest Hits album. Like, this guy, it, he, he did so much. And then 
for film wise, he you know he was in a couple of films, Broken Bridges, and then of course his movie Beer for My Horses after you know the song that they came out uh, about four years or so before the movie, I think, because uh, the movie came out in '09, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. Because I want to see what year that song came out. So, Beer for My Horses, the movie, came out in 2008. And it the song came out in 2002. It was on the Unleashed album, which I couldn't remember which one it was on. If it was on Unleashed or if it was on... Uh, Shock and Y'all or if it was on... Honky Tonk University, but I knew it was right around the 02 to 05 area, and sure enough, it was on Unleashed. So, yeah, I mean, the dude was like Ford's greatest salesman throughout the 2000s. Um, you know, he, he was a big uh, fan of Ford's, and uh, Ford sponsored like all of his tours and. Well, that dude loved America, and to me, that's aside from being a songwriter, I think that's one of the hugest things that I think we need to uh, remember is how much he loved this country and what it meant to him, and his like so many American songs, you know, even songs that weren't necessarily like American American, uh, like "Beer for My Horses." I I feel like that that's like an American like kind of battle cry in a sense too, because you know the chorus line and everything about rising up against evil forces. And then, um, but of course, like the big ones, like American soldier courtesy of the red, white, and blue. And the list goes on and on. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this country and it means a lot to me. Uh, you know, one of my, Another one of my favorite artists, or one of my favorite artists, however you want to put it, Aaron Lewis, you know, he has a lot of songs about how much he loves this country and what it means to him and, you know, how we need to fix things and everything. Um, I, th I think it's important to, and I even kind of hit on it, I think it was last week whenever we talked about Ragged Old Flag, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. No, it was a couple weeks ago because last week was Motorsports. So, album covers episode, whenever I brought up Ragged Old Flag, I really think we need to go back and listen to that song, if you have not already. Um, one more thing that I wanted to mention about Toby that I thought was absolutely amazing was in 2003, nope, I read that wrong, <laughs> I went to the wrong note, <laughs> in 2021, uh... Keith was awarded a National Medal of Arts by former President Donald Trump in a closed ceremony alongside Ricky Skaggs. Um, this is not about politics, so if you're listening to this and think it is, it is not. Um, this is about Toby Keith being recognized for this medal. So regardless of how you feel about politics... Um, it's we need to primarily remember in this moment 
that this is about honoring a man who has passed away. And it's amazing that, okay, Ricky Skaggs has been around longer than Toby Keith as an artist. And I think it speaks volume that he got this National Medal of Arts at the same time Ricky Skaggs did. And it's huge it, like to me because Ricky Skaggs has done a lot and is an amazing artist. And so to to be honored at the same time is a big deal to me. So wonderful, wonderful uh, career that Toby had. I did want to just uh, bring up he like some of his early life kind of like what i did with uh mojo i'm sorry my brain is not working (laughs) so he he had a very very cool life like overall so graduated high school he was a defensive end player on the football team in high school uh he was a Derek in the oil fields, which I did not know, which is really, really cool. And he was eventually a supervisor and he was at like 20 at the time. So young guy uh, working his tail off and that, that just, that's awesome in itself. Uh, Cause being a Derek hand in the oil fields is very, very difficult to begin with. Uh, but, you know, playing in local bars and roadhouses while working at, in the oil fields as he like started to try and, uh, become a you know popular country star so i think that that's really really cool and that was like in oklahoma that wasn't like he didn't go to north dakota or anything like that to do that uh he eventually became unemployed and this is all like in the 80s so he actually was a football player for a semi-pro team called the Oklahoma City Drillers, which I did not know. That's pretty cool. Um, man, what a what a crazy life this dude had. And it, it's an amazing uh, thing that he got to be involved in. And, of course, you know, his family's going to miss him. Uh his wife, Trisha, and all of his kids. I know he had a a son and a couple of daughters, and I can't remember how many. But the important thing is that, you know, they're without their husband and dad now, and uh, definitely need to keep that family in their prayers. And same with uh, friends and family of Mojo. And the tributes for Toby were absolutely amazing. Just uh, so wonderful and heart-touching. Uh, Cletus T. Judd did one in particular that kind of hit home and even like harkening back to Mojo real quick Stephen King even <laughs> listens to the Outlaw Country radio station and hearkened about how much like he's going to miss those afternoons with Mojo listening to him because uh, yeah fan I don't know what other words to say at the moment but like Tim McGraw did a long speech at a concert down in Florida about how he was gonna miss Toby and like just so many people came out with heartfelt tributes to 
Toby and had a lot of great words to say. And like I said earlier, like that's, that's what this, you know, that's what it should be about. You know, we don't need to be pulling focus away from that and go out there and listen to some Toby. Uh, I highly recommend it. I know I've been blasting a lot of his older ones, you know, from the nineties and early two thousands, but I think we'll leave it there. We've talked about Toby quite a bit. Um, I'd kind of like to start wrapping this episode up. And lastly, uh, you know, they say deaths come in threes. Um, I don't understand how all that works because like the threes might be different for other people or whatever, (laughs) but, um, we're talking about three deaths this week. And like I said, this one hits close to home. Uh, a friend of mine from Monster Trucking named Jesse Gallagher. He was a crew guy, a driver. Um, he drove the Equalizer Monster Truck and a couple others. I can't remember the names of the others, but he drove the Equalizer Monster Truck and was a crew guy for the Equalizer Racing Team as well as the Heavy Hitter Monster Truck Racing Team in he was just a big, lovable guy, loved motorcycles, was very, very nice, um, salt of the earth, like just super friendly dude. And he passed away uh, late last week. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that he was mentioned here because he was a friend. Um, even whenever, like, our paths kind of separated, like when the Equalizer racing team got sold to a promoter and so like they weren't running on our promotions anymore whenever i was working for the promoter that i worked for um we stayed in touch for a while through that and even whenever he went back home to drive a cement truck and even like starting to drive over the road we still kind of stayed in touch for a while but within the like past three four years we had kind of tapered off but like it was still nice to see his Facebook posts and everything about like what was going on with him and stuff. And so it came to a, it came as a shock when I woke up uh, yesterday morning because I'm, I'm recording this (laughs) a couple of days early now that I've (laughs) unintentionally gave you the peek behind the curtain. But uh, I was, I was in, very big shock yesterday whenever I found out that he had passed away. And that was how I had woke up. Uh, I pulled like a alarm went off and I unlocked my phone and uh, just wanted to clear out some notifications. And that was at the top of my Facebook stuff was that, and it hurt. Um, young guy. And, you know, I know he lost his dad at a young age and it, it really hurt him, um, when his dad passed, but, uh, dude was just like super nice, would have done anything for you. Uh, (laughs) there was a few times where we had to go run and grab food. Like if I wasn't building the track or doing something else to get ready for the show and like teams would be hungry or whatever. And we would go get them food because like they show up in a, semi in a trailer 
you know, hauling the monster trucks. And so they wouldn't always have rental cars or ways to go out and get food. So my wife and I, we would run and grab food for everybody. And I remember his order specific because it was oddly specific. <laughs> uh, chicken strips and a Sprite was like his go-to. And it was because he had some food allergies and stuff. But like the dude was nice as could be and just like a fun dude to hang out with and talk to. Um, definitely going to miss him overall. And I, I definitely feel for his closer friends and his family. Um, loss is hard. <laughs> it's something that we all unfortunately have to go through. And uh, yeah. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break the next couple of weeks to, or like week, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to take a week off from Tin Roof. Uh, I'm in the middle of a two-week break from Calloused Hands. And then whenever we get back, we'll uh, we'll keep doing our thing. I don't know what we'll talk about in uh, a couple of weeks, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Until then, uh, keep an eye on the YouTube page because I've got some cooking videos that I'm in the middle of taking, like editing and filming and getting ready. Same with uh, like TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can find me at Justin's Stories at all of those, as well as Tin Roof on TikTok and uh, Instagram. No, just TikTok. Just TikTok. Uh, I've got some. I've got too many pages, <laughs> but I'm gonna try in that time period to prepare a few other things that I would love to discuss and kind of go into, as well as uh, try to finish writing this book that I've been working on. This past week, I was so exhausted I didn't really get to work on it very much. But uh, you know, today's a new day. I've got a lot of filming and different things and spending Valentine's with my sweetie, but. You never know. Uh, hope you guys are well. Hope you guys enjoy your next couple of weeks. Super Bowl was yesterday, so hopefully you enjoy that. Or, well, <laughs> like I said, I'm recording on a Saturday, so it's tomorrow. But, yeah, you know what I mean. So hopefully y'all are doing good, and I don't know. We'll figure out what we're gonna do from here but rest in peace mojo rest in peace toby and rest in peace jesse gallagher hope you guys have a good one bye